Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. The show is outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high, you'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude, fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise, it's coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great stimulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. Coach Joyce here. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever for all our friends worldwide. Welcome to Joyce, Barry, and Friends. We are broadcasting live across America and around the world. This is the Hour to Empower with stimulating talk, views you can use, memorable quotes, and powerful life lessons. We always have hot guests and cool topics. We even have cool guests and hot topics. You always want to tune us on, tune in, and tune up with us to hear the best of the best. You do not want to miss any of our shows. Each show goes into our archives. Log into Joyce Barry and Friends.com, Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and you will see each guest and each topic on Sorry, that was all me. Moving forward here. Welcome to Joyce, Barry, and Friends. We are broadcasting live across America and around the world. This is the Hour to Empower, with stimulating talk, views you can use, memorable quotes, and powerful life lessons. We always have hot guests and cool topics. We even have cool guests and hot topics. You always want to tune us on, tune in, and tune up with us to hear the best of the best. You do not want to miss any of our shows. Each show goes into our archives. Log into Joyce Barry and Friends.com, Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and you will see each guest and each topic on our homepage. You can play and download any of our shows, always informative, inspiring, and motivational. You want to share these special shows with your friends, family, and contacts. You can follow us on Facebook and become a Joyce Barry subscriber and even a fan by going to our Joyce Barry and Friends fan page. Be sure to check like. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us by going to our Blog Talk Radio homepage and clicking follow right below my picture. You can also message me in any of these venues about our show, about our guests, about anything. My official website is JoyceBarry.com. Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E. The chat room is open. Log into the chat room, have fun, and chat away. I go back and forth into the chat room during the show to see what is going on in there. Motivation, inspiration, and an education. Positive, happy thoughts to improve your life, health, and finances. 
take positive actions to create a gratifying lifestyle. Life lessons from me, your host, Joyce Barry, straight from the Coach's Corner, and then you will hear from our wonderful guest today. Folks, every day should be treated like a special day. We wish you the finest of friends, the opulence of opportunities, the magic of miracles, and the happiest of days. May this year be your best year ever. Nothing like hearing some rocky music to get us off to a great start. Folks, here I am in the coach's corner, and I want to share some of my favorite quotes by Albert Einstein. Any intelligent fool can make things bigger and more complex. It takes a touch of genius and a lot of courage to move in the opposite direction. Life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. Intellectual solve problems problems, geniuses prevent them. Imagination is more important than knowledge. And a sign hanging in Einstein's office at Princeton says, we can't solve problems by using the same kind of thinking we used when we created them. Now, I chose these quotes today by Albert Einstein because, believe it or not, I consider our special guest today a genius in her own right. So first, let me go to her Rita Senor, what did you think of Einstein's take on life? I can see the picture of Einstein in my office at school, and I love it. Change is the constant, and right on. Thank you. Thank you for starting (laughs) off with one of my favorite people. Well, like attracts like, and having just met you about a week or so ago at the extraordinarily wonderful Thanksgiving dinner of one of my favorite cousins, Diane Richardson, and husband Brian, I uh, had the pleasure of meeting you, and I know, in a, I knew in a matter of moments that you were extremely bright and someone we absolutely needed to have on our show. So thank you, Diane, for introducing us to this very special lady. And who is the special lady? Rita Senor is an author, a consultant on leadership and motivation, recognized for creating quality school cultures. As a retired administrator and teacher from New York State, Ms. Senor has taught academics and the fine arts for all grade levels. She has held positions of middle and high school principal, central office curriculum leader, adjunct professor in educational leadership, and orchestra conductor. She has a Bachelor of Science from Boston University, a Master's Degree in Music Education from Western Connecticut State University, a Master's Degree in Elementary Education, and a Master's Degree in Educational Administration from State University of New York at New Paltz. My goodness, here is a Master of the Masters indeed with incredible credentials. Welcome to the show, Rita, and What topic did you choose for today that you'd like to share with our audience? First of all, thank you for that introduction, Joyce. That was very gracious and kind. (laughs) Um, Today, I thought that maybe I would bring to the table 
something that, uh, a gift that I had experienced a, a number of years ago. Maybe some of our listeners uh, know about this person already. I am kind of new to this. Her name is Florence Scoville Shin, and she, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you the quick story. I was working on one of my masters, I think it was music at the time, and I was in Barnes & Noble, and I picked up my reference book on how to cite various things because I'd forgotten it. And as I'm dashing through the aisles, my eye caught this big golden number, um, considering that was close to my age at the time. I picked it up, and I looked at the book, and it said, The 50 Most Influential Writers of the 20th Century. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. Let me just look. Of course, I was running out of time, but I had to stop and look because I love to read. (laughs) So I opened the table of contents, and I read down, and I read Deepak Chopra and various other people, and all of a sudden my eyes came to Florence Scoble Shin, and I thought, a woman. Well, how interesting. And then the date was 1925, and I thought, wait a minute. I need an education here. So I quickly ran to the information desk and asked if there were any books in Barnes & Noble at the time uh, from this woman. They said, oh, yes, we have The Game of Life. Um, I can get it for you. Well, when I got it, um, this little book was maybe 100 pages, maybe less. And I'm a firm believer that (laughs) if you can't say something in 100 pages or less, maybe you can't say it. 91 to be exact. And so I took it home and I read it and I was just, um, I felt so blessed because here was an individual writing way back at that time about change, just like Albert Einstein's reference, stretching beyond your comfort zone, but also knowing that if you have the correct attitude and you have your attention on the bigger picture, your awareness opens up and life becomes prosperous, abundant. Um, the blessings of, of life itself, of God, a higher spiritual sense, becomes visible to you in your everyday life. It was just a beautiful experience. And that's how I met Florence. Well, it's no surprise that you would resonate with her books because who you are is someone who's very uplifting, inspirational, motivational, just by your very nature. So the kind of books that uh, that she put out, Florence put out, you would naturally connect with those because that's very much a part of yourself. Uh, you're right. Light attracts light. <laughs> uh, like attracts like. Um Today, what I, I, I thought I'd do is maybe discuss with you actually the, some of the things she has in her book, a couple of the spiritual laws. But I want to refer to the last chapter, uh, which is entitled Perfect Self-Expression or the Divine Design. And she says, there is for each man 
perfect self-expression. There is a place which he is to fill and no one else can fill, something which he is to do, which no one else can do. It is his destiny. And she ends with that chapter by saying, all power is given. This is the goal of the game of life. The simple rules are fearless faith, non-resistance, and love. Wow. And I It is definitely a big wow. <laughs> so, anyway, for your readers, um she has written several books. Uh one in the 20s, 1925 was her first one, The Game of Life. And then in the 1935, Your Word is Your Wand came out. And then The Power of the Spoken Word and The Secret Door to Success. And the amazing part about this is you can get one or all four of the books. And the complete writings, all four books, are 350-some-odd pages, which, again, goes back to this understanding that if you have something to say, and she writes so beautifully and succinctly. If you have something to say, you can get your message out. So, well, I am familiar with her books, and they are awesome. A lot to say in in those little in those little books. Uh, but you referenced destiny uh, a moment ago. Are you in touch with your destiny, Rita? Well, yes, I am because. Um, all my life, I have known, ever since I was a small child, that I'm a spiritual being having an experience. That's the basic premise. Um, I'm not, I don't have a soul. I am soul. I'm a spark of the divine. And I know that I go through life um, observing various laws spiritual laws, and the greatest one is the law of love, which is God is love and love is God. And when I was young, I put my attention on that feeling of love. And just that simple phrase, God is love, and I felt what love is, and love is God, and all of a sudden, life took on a whole other meaning. I was in what I call the slipstream. Uh, I was able to to see a bigger picture when I came in contact with challenges, um, that they were opportunities. Um, what remains constant in me is that spiritual identity but life itself, the beauty of life is that it is always changing, and it's always changing, and it's how I walk through this beautiful change that shows me all the time I have a security that is not from outside, but that security is within And that's what many of the writers um, who have been so influential and have 
stood the test of time, have talked about. And I think the reason why I wanted to bring this up today was because we are living in a world that uh, is seems chaotic and topsy-turvy and harsh and there's lots of fear, and yet if we can touch that within, we can go forward. Well, again, you talk about the lure of love, and you are that. You permeate love. But I want to know, how does that connect with what you perceive to be your destiny? My destiny clearly is using the show as a vehicle to make a profound difference in the world, to use this show for good, to use this show uh, to change perception, to get people from negativity to positivity, to help people in whatever way I can to provide resources that will help people. What is your destiny? You wear so many hats. What do you think is your calling? Well, I think I'm a natural-born teacher. Um, I can I can resonate uh, with individuals in all different walks of life. And I think my destiny, though, <laughs> is to use that talent but my greatest passion is just is just in the discovery mode. I love to learn. And from it, I come in contact with so many different kinds of experiences. Uh, yesterday I had a, a, a wonderful time. I was giving a music lesson to a six-year-old. And in a half an hour span, uh, she was able to play a song and uh, work her little fingers and it it was just the enjoyment of learning and i think my destiny is to continue to learn and experience as much as i can and give and receive love and that's a hard thing um for a lot of a lot of us uh we're usually pretty good at giving love but receiving love often is something that we're not trained for, and it's so very important to be both uh, to have both in the flow of life. For example, I'll just give you an example. Somebody comes up to me and they say, "Oh wow, you look really pretty today," and or you, and that was really great. And I thank them, but. Maybe in the back of my mind, I'm saying, oh, God, I'm having a hair, a bad hair day, or right? mm-hmm. <laughs> they need a new pair of glasses. And that is silly because that is not receiving what that other person has to give. Uh, and <laughs> so I am learning in this lifetime to to give and receive love and then I don't know what the difference is anymore. I just be that state. Understood. And uh, my philosophy is it is better to give and receive. So both are very important on all levels. Uh, how does the law of love uh, go into application for people? Like what would you recommend to them? Well, you know, one of the things that we have to deal with all the time is trying to communicate. 
as well as we can for uh, addressing our needs and someone else's needs and, and growth because growth is always changing. And I think that the the understanding, again, back to the law of love of giving receiving is, have you ever been in a conversation where um, you are speaking with someone and you have a great point of view, you think, and... <laughs> you think, yes. And you're giving <laughs> all examples. <laughs> and the next thing you know is the person answers you and says, yes, but... And the moment they put that but in there, they're actually very subtly negating everything that you said. And I yes, have learned- and I have a way to handle that. Instead of using the word but, all you have to do to keep it positive is to change it to yes and. So therefore, you're not contradicting the person speaking. So if you can take your buts and change them to ands, you get to say what you want, but it puts a positive spin on it. You're absolutely correct. Not only does it put a positive spin, you're absolutely correct, but it also then allows for someone to see another point of view. And then both of you can even create a greater because when two or more are on the same wavelength, there is love. That's one of the phrases from the Bible. Well, what is love? Isn't love in action, in expression, in continuous change and, and growth? So, <laughs> absolutely. And as I said, having met you, you do walk the talk. It's not just words to you. You do show that uh, you're a, a person who genuinely cares about people. I even know you care about cats. I even know that you really uh, were like an answer to a prayer from my cousin Diane uh, that you took care of her cats and did an awesome job with that. See, word gets around when you do good. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I've had pets all my life, and I, I've come to the understanding that here is uh, life, a spark of divine, uh, a little soul experiencing in a cat or a dog body or a horse body. And the a most amazing thing about animals is, and I've learned this, they can understand love through their own means. And once love is experienced, it is the highest of emotion, and that's what they will always go back to. You know, like you have a bad day and you come home and your dog is jumping all over you and loves you and what have you, and you go, oh, please, give me a break. Go sit down and what have you. But they don't stop. They don't hear if you're frustrated, they don't hear. If you're angry, they just know that they love you. 
And well, that's people... the highest quality, which is unconditional love. That's the highest attainment of what love is when it's unconditional, and it's a very hard state to get to because that's where all those buts you refer to come in. I love you, but, if only but. Yeah. So unconditional, no matter what, we are friends. And I have, I think I have, I share that with maybe one person in my life, and it's on the ultimate level of being unconditional. This is my best friend of decades. Yes, we have our arguments. Yes, we have our disagreements. But no matter what, it's pure love unconditionally, and it's a very high place to get to. And I think if you're asking what my my mission in life is, my destiny, yes. it is to be in that state 24-7. And that's a work in progress. <laughs> yes, it is for all of us in, in this lifetime <laughs> to get to that place. You even want to be in that place while you're asleep, which is to say that you want your dreams to be in a loving state as well. Uh, folks, my destiny, as I said, is to use the show as a vehicle to make a difference in the world. I truly believe we have extraordinary guests every day, great topics every day. You should be listening every day. The good news is if you can't hear us live at 11 Eastern, you can hear us in our archives 24-7. And here is Beverly Nadler, the one I referenced, is my best friend. She's also our health guru, and here's why she says you should be listening every day in her voice, in her words. Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day, a way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy, make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family They'll be so pleased to know, and let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one Internet radio show. Indeed, and it'll take your partnership with us to have that happen. Simply go to Joyce Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and friends.com, the homepage. You'll see my picture on the upper left, and right under that you can click on follow and become a follower of our show, and that will give you the topic and the guest every day in an email from Blog Talk Radio 
so you need not miss any show. I want to go back to you, Rita. What law, what spiritual law would you like to talk about next? I think the law of gratitude. Um, every law, the law of love, the law, law of plenty, the law of progression, uh, the law of forgiveness, the law of non-resistance or prosperity, has an underlining basis of gratitude. And I, gratitude is where abundance can flourish with a grateful heart. And the secret, again, is love. But I found that when I wanted to kind of work the law of gratitude within my own um, uh, something of where I could put my hands on it. I realized, I heard this a number of years ago, the three A's. <laughs> and the first one was attitude. And the next one was attention. And then the next one was awareness. And it was pretty amazing when I had an attitude of gratitude for life or for whatever experience I was having, good, bad, or indifferent because I knew that I would stretch from it or learn from it or um, be given, again, uh, another form of divine love if I woke up to it. So my attitude of gratitude was how I approached a problem. And then I found that as I put my attention on it with that attitude, all of a sudden, I could problem solve. I had that amazing creative flow happen within me uh, uh, to see the bigger picture. So my awareness got bigger. And as my awareness changed on really what was in front of me and, and how it resonated with me and how I could be of best service in love, I <laughs> saw all three of these as cycling continually together, attitude, attention, and awareness. And as you build your awareness, your attitude and your confidence get stronger, your attention becomes more focused, and so your awareness gets greater. That's an interesting take you have. Uh, when I think of gratitude, I think of how I can show that gratitude, how I can express it. And Samuel Pugh, P-U-G-H, expresses it best in this message. Oh, God, when I have food, help me to remember the hungry. When I have work, help me to remember the jobless. When I have a home, help me to remember those who have no home at all. When I am without pain, help me to remember those who suffer. And remembering, help me to destroy my complacency, bestir my compassion, and be concerned enough to help by word and deed those who cry out for what we take for granted. So in expressing gratitude and thinking thoughts of gratitude, all of that, we can't take things for granted. All we have to do is take a moment to reflect of all those out there who have so much less than we have, uh, and we could use some of our blessings and some of our gifts to make the world a bit better for them. Absolutely. And, you know, I think 
when we have various experiences that are difficult, whether it be a loss of a loved one or or an illness uh, or a financial um, situation that's not comfortable and we pass through it, what that does, experience I have, gives me the compassion to relate to someone else who is going through a similar experience. Uh, and because of it, then I I can be a better vehicle for service. And I think service comes naturally to you. My experience of being with you for those couple of hours, I should say that's natural, that's very comfortable for you. I would guess that you're uh, less comfortable if you don't do something for someone. If you sit back, you just want to bound out of your seat and help out in one way or another. <laughs> I Yeah, I bounce around quite a bit. <laughs> but... um. I just, I, you know, one of my favorite things is to go out uh, shopping. And not necessarily shopping, but just to be out with people. And I get a real joy in saying hello to someone. I remember I was in Westchester once. Uh, I was at a really intense job, and I said, okay, i got to get up and get, go and get a cup of coffee. And I went out to the nearest 7-Eleven, and... Uh, I walked out of the store, and I smiled at this woman and said, good morning. And she stopped me, and she said, my God, nobody's ever said good morning to me in a long time. Wow. I I chuckled, you know. But it's these simple things. Uh, So, yeah. Um, And, you know, my... All I have a whole bunch of stories, you have a whole bunch of stories, and all the listeners have their own unique stories of this incredible showering of gifts that are that are always there for us. Like when you least expect it, you'll find an adolescent holding a door for you. <laughs> I think that has to do with my age. <laughs> but, yeah, really, you know, uh, it's... <laughs> I, <laughs> it's the viewpoint. My mother was a really gracious woman, and I hope that someday I can be 10% of her graciousness. But what she did uh, was she allowed people their own freedom. She gave people their space. And I think that that's a skill that I'm trying to hone in my older age, to allow people their space, um, and uh, and then it gets me into these really wonderful situations. <laughs> I'll bet. But you do give people space, and um, you have that kind of chameleon personality that I would say – Again, I was only with you a couple of hours, but whoever you're with, you can acclimate yourself to them so that they feel comfortable. Thank you. But, again, it goes back to everyone has a story and a beautiful story. You know, we each go through life um, as a spiritual being with with experiences that that stretch us beyond our comfort zone and 
and we triumph over it in one way or another. And the basic, the basic root of our very being is that giving of love and receiving of love. And <laughs> I, uh, I love to listen to people's stories. I just love it. Um, you know, as an educator, I heard all kinds of things. <laughs> you can just imagine. <laughs> uh, but I particularly love to work with uh, children who are, were adolescents and uh, high school, and most people would go, oh, my God, how did you deal with that? And I went, I just loved it. You know, they were just little kids in big bodies. Uh, but what a wonderful age because they still had ideals and they hadn't had maybe the cycle of life's hard knocks. Oftentimes people become cynical. They they lose perspective. Um, they agree upon lack as opposed to the gifts that are in front of us. And so they close down where the adolescent, uh, it's not there yet. And if you can kind of celebrate their uniqueness with them and what they have to give, oh, my God, talk about service. Kids are absolutely incredible. And I'm vertically challenged. In other words, I'm short. And I had absolutely no problem walking up to the biggest of them all and going, uh, sure you got that right? And <laughs> and they would stop and they would think and they'd, and they'd wait. And I, I didn't really have discipline problems with kids because of the fact I gave them space for them to grow and experience their, and or to express their higher self. And I'll bet you were an extraordinary teacher. Uh, just while we're mentioning gratitude here, I just want to say I'm so grateful for my listeners worldwide. I'm grateful for my followers. I have a hundreds of followers that uh, get notices every day on what the show is about. I'm grateful for people that go in the chat room every day or almost every day uh, because it's all tied up to my destiny and it takes an audience and listeners who appreciate the show to have the show be on the level that it is. So I am grateful for all of that. I'm grateful for all the great guests that come on the show, love the show, and say, Always feel free to call me to come back again. So I'm very grateful of how it's all coming together because, indeed, that is my destiny. Uh, folks, my official website is JoyceBarry.com, B-A-R-R-I-E. I'm a success coach. I'm a master coach, which is to say I coach other coaches. I'm a home business coach. So if you're interested in making extra money, part-time, full-time, anytime, we can have that conversation about that. I'll give you a free conversation consultation on what it's like to have a coach and what it's like to have a home business where you could work out of your own home, be your own boss, and make extra money. In JoyceBarry.com, the website, uh, you will see hundreds of endorsements of people who have had my work, my seminars, my coaching. Let me share just a few of them with you now. Joyce Barry is an outstanding success coach. She is a master coach, the best of the best. 
Here are just a few of her clients who want to endorse her. Marlon Brando. Aaron Joyce as a coach is an awful you can't refuse. President Bill Clinton. I did not have sex with that woman. I did not have sex with Joyce. She is my coach. Sylvester Stallone. Yo, Adrian, Joyce is the best coach, you know. She helped me train for Rocky. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I hired the Joyce-inator because no matter how much I may drive her crazy, I know she'll be back. President Ronald Reagan. Well, Joyce, uh, Nancy and I just love you. There you go again. Win one for the Barry. Elvis Presley. I'm all shook up about hiring Joyce as a coach. I'll get a little less conversation, a little more coaching. Jack Nicholson. If you could handle the truth, you want Joyce as your coach. Johnny Carson. I can hire Joyce as a coach? I did not know that. That is wild. Did you know that, Ed? <laughs> Charlie Sheen. Winning. That's because Joyce is my coach. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Woody Allen. Are you crazy? This whole time I haven't had Joyce Barry as a coach? You kidding me? Hi, Ted Siuba, and I think and grow rich. If you were thinking about hiring Joyce Barry as your coach, just do it, and we'll grow rich together. And even Joyce Barry herself. What do Olympic athletes have that you don't have? A coach. Hire me and have this be your best year ever. If not now, when? I want that gold medal. I want to hire me. Email coachjoyce at AOL.com. That's coachjoyce at AOL.com. And be sure to put radio show in the subject line. I literally get hundreds of emails every day. Uh, so if I see that, those are the uh, emails that get priority. In the text, you could put name, phone number, best time to reach you, and I will give you a free consultation about what it's like to have a coach, what it's like to have a home business. Uh, Rita, let me ask you this. Is there any way you want people to reach you? Some of our guests do, some don't. Uh, is there an email you want them to have? That's entirely up to you. Why, certainly, sure. Um my email is senor, S-E-N-O-R, dot R-M, gmail, dot com. So if you want to get in touch with Rita, uh, it's S-E-N-O-R, dot R-M, at gmail, dot com. Let's move on to another law. What about the law of non-resistance? Um and that's that's an interesting law because it is it reminds me of the donkey and the stick and uh the donkey and the stick uh story is that you know you wanted the donkey to go ahead uh so you tied a carrot to the end of the stick and and uh placed it over his head and so that carrot was there and the donkey's always going towards the carrot but he's never going to make. He's never going to get the carrot because it'll move ahead just as he's moving ahead. But the moment the donkey steps back, the pendulum swings back, and the donkey gets the carrot. And oftentimes, when we desire something, we're putting we're, we're desiring it in a kind of negative mode. Uh, we're focusing on lack, and if we stop and resist. And, and stop the resistance of what our experience is at the present time and put our attention on to what is this in the bigger picture. The law of non-resistance takes shape, and 
that which we want to attract comes to us. But, you know, it's interesting. The law of non-resistance also works with the law of harmonics. And being a musician, I um, have been working with this for years, and I used to explain the law of harmonics with two tuning forks. Um, tuning forks, you know, you know what tuning forks look like, Joyce? Say that again. You know what a tuning fork looks like? Yes, absolutely. They got a little U. Uh, and then a little stem at the bottom of that mm-hmm. U, and they're they're um, the metal is um, its particular weight and balance and size uh, is tuned to a uh, vibration because of its weight and size and length. And when you strike it, the two uh, rods will. Uh, vibrate back and forth with each other. They'll, 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 there'll be a resonance between the, the two rods. And so tuning forks are used when you want to tune an instrument. Um, and if you take one tuning fork and say it's tuned to a particular pitch, and you take another tuning fork and you hold it in your other hand, and you just hold it, and you strike one tuning fork and it starts to resonate, because the other tuning fork is tuned to that same resonant quality, it will start to resonate. Interesting. Right. So now, within the law of harmonics, you can understand if you want to experience your higher self, you need to resonate with that higher if you want to experience abundance you need to resonate or be in harmony with that which you want to attract if you want to resonate forgiveness or any of the other laws you have to be in harmony with that same ideal uh, and that, that is absolutely is, true. And uh, my take on resistance is what you resist persists. So given there's a law of non-resistance, it's kind of like ride the horse in the direction it's going. Uh, the more you resist, that which will persist. So to resonate with that, you kind of got to let go, let go, let go. Let go and let God. And um, and again, it's the idea of faith as opposed to fear. My mother, I have to go back to my mother. She was a great lady. And she, it just dawned on me like a couple of months ago how influenced I was with this. Um, my mother lived through the Depression era and World War II, and uh, she was born in 1914. And <laughs> she always would quote, Franklin Roosevelt, who said, there is nothing to fear but fear itself. And she'd say that over and over again. And she'd go through all of these pretty intense experiences, whether they would be physical illness or the loss of my dad. At an early, you know, I was young. And, and as she moved through these experiences, 
she would hold to that. There's nothing to fear but fear itself. So she was influenced by Franklin, and I think I was influenced by Franklin because I heard it enough of times. It's amazing when, when, when you stop to think about what was given to us in our childhood, uh, those values, and how they come to full cycle. Um, I don't know how I got off on that. Something you said. <laughs> well, I was talking about why you resist persists, and you really need to let go, and you add it and let God. So that's what happened with that. Yes. I want yeah, to move on the, to the law of forgiveness, which you also referenced already. What would you like to say about the law of forgiveness? Well, I always think in terms of when I'm speaking to someone about forgiveness, and that's probably the hardest thing that we all deal with because we live with ourselves. Uh, you know, we know when we're impatient, we might be silent inside. Some people might pick up whether we're impatient or we're, you know, not really um, giving someone our full attention. Uh, or we might disguise it quite good. You know, we, we all have our, our ways. But we all live with ourselves and we all know at times that our sometimes we don't come from the highest state of unconditional love. And because we don't, we then might beat ourselves up after the fact and go, gosh, I should have done this better or I could have done this or I was tired and I just didn't want to hear it, you know. And then we have this memory that we deal with and that kind of plays havoc on living in the moment. And so the law of forgiveness states that all you have really is the now. And to illustrate this is, <clears throat> do you remember the breath you took five seconds ago? <laughs> no. I don't think about how the breath five seconds ago is different than the one four seconds ago or the one a moment ago. But go ahead. Okay. But the breath five seconds ago isn't doing a good thing for you right now, is it? Correct. And that's the whole idea of forgiveness. We can stop the chatter in the brain and we can turn ourselves back on to our attention and our attitude. And slowly but surely, we come in contact with experiences and we don't do the same approach. We show a little bit more compassion for ourselves and others. And that's how the law of forgiveness works, to live in a state of grace. Well, I have my take on forgiveness, and in fact, I wrote an original poem about it, and here it is. Forgiveness. An original poem by yours truly, Joyce Barry. How do I forgive? How do I let go? You hurt me so bad, and you know this is so. How could you, I ask? I am reminded every day. The pain is so intense, 
It just won't go away. You really were cruel. What you did was obscene. You left me devastated. How could you be so mean? When truth be told, I knew that the healing key was to forgive you, not for your sake, but for me. And so I forgive you, but I may never forget what you did to me that you don't even regret. Without this healing, which is so dramatic, forever my life would be totally traumatic. And so I forgive you, though what you did was a sin. I am forgiving you, so the healing can begin. Most people will tell you how difficult it is to forgive anyone. So I wanted to drive home the point in that poem that you forgive someone for your sake, not for theirs, for your sake. Whether they accept it or not is irrelevant. For you to go on with your healing, you need to forgive them. Anything you want to say on that, Rita? You know, George, you're absolutely spot on. That's that's so right. Uh I always termed it as you're not responsible for someone else's state of consciousness. You're only responsible Correct. for yourself. And you can't change this. You can only change your own. So today's show is all about the spiritual laws with our newfound friend, Rita Senor. Uh, it, it's really, you know, kind of like an overview on these laws, and I think it's uh, th- these laws are awesome because if you understand them and you live your life with these laws, uh, you can have a much better life. Let me share another original poem because I want to give you the magical keys uh, to having a successful life. The Magical Keys, an original poem by yours truly, Joyce Barry. Are you a mover and a shaker? Are you a barrier breaker? What is your personal code? Is it to be in a positive mode? When you're getting your job done, are you happy and having fun? There are 24 hours in a day. Are you using them in a constructive way? There are 168 hours in a week. Are you operating at your peak? Look for miracles and know they will come. Then you are blessed to receive each one. Every dream you want to come true, ask the universe to give it to you. Focus on having good health. Focus on unlimited wealth. Focus on everything you say to bring great opportunities your way. Focus on people both near and far that really love you for who you are. When you work and when you rest, visualize receiving all the best. Believe and know you can have it all, even when you're up against the wall. Believe it as well you should. Believe it when you're feeling good. Believe it when you're feeling blue. Then feel good to make it come true. The key is to get energized. 
The key is to get vitalized. The key is to get ignited. The key is to get excited. So, as you can plainly see, each one is a magical key. These magical keys will open your door to having all that you want and even more. Speaking of magical keys, we have our friend uh, Janice Miller, who was in Disneyland yesterday, the Magical Kingdom. <laughs> How was that yesterday? Oh, it was amazing. It was so much fun. And I, you know, my middle name is Fun. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's always yeah. fun for us that you're listening to the show every day. Always want to hear what you have to say. So, you have magical keys, Janice. I do. I have magical keys. I, I like to be uh, harmonically in tune with the universe, and uh, that's why, of course, I was very interested in listening to your new guest, and welcome to our show. I say our show because I've, I've been with Joyce Berry and friends for over four years now, so I, I feel like I'm part of the show. <laughs> and you are. You've been with us since the very beginning. That's true. So you were at the Magical Kingdom. I was jealous. It's such a that's the most fun place in the world, actually. But with someone like you, you bring the spirit of fun wherever you go, Denise. You're always fun. Thank you, thank you. And Joyce, your show is so much fun. That's why everybody needs to tune in, and I do. And sometimes, of course, I cannot get up at eight a.m. on my time because I'm on the California coast side here. So what I like to do is just listen to it in the archives while I'm doing my cleanup of my emails and other things. I can get such powerful information. So kudos to you, Joyce. Great show as always. And you're a great friend, as always. Thank you for calling in. I want to go back to you, Rita. Uh, Is there anything you want to say, like in wrapping up everything, we just have a couple of minutes? Um, <clears throat> that we all have the ability to to tune ourselves to the source uh, of God's love and work these spiritual laws in our everyday life. And there is more on this. Maybe we can chat at another time. I <laughs> want to thank you for the opportunity to just share with you. But um, how beautiful is that? Um, it's very simple and yet mostly profound because it's the celebration itself of life. Thank you, Joyce. And I thank you for being our guest today. I really enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you to Diane for introducing us to Rita. Uh, really appreciate that. We're going to have her back and talk about her book uh, when I get the chance to read it. Those who know me, I endorse books after I read them. Uh, I want to make sure we're giving you the best of the best. But in talking to Rita, we knew that she could talk about any topic. And, folks, what I want to say in concluding the show today is 
make this the last day, the very last day of your struggles, your suffering, your ill health, your misfortunes, your problems, your pain, your worries, your troubles, your trials and tribulations. Make this the first day, the first day of extraordinary wishes granted and dreams coming true. Make it the most meaningful day of making more money, good health, good luck, good fortune, attracting special people and opportunities and creating magical memories and manifesting marvelous miracles. May you all be blessed. We love you, our listeners. We appreciate you. Keep listening. Keep sharing about the show. And I just want to say we had record numbers of followers in the last two weeks countless followers every day coming in that they want to know about every show every day so keep listening keep tuning in and may you all be blessed thank you rita you're terrific thank you thank you joyce and thank you florence